0: just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Twitch Live Post Game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening just like they drew it up, right fam? I mean, yeah, that was a, I mean, other than the, other than the first four minutes, they kind of dominated this game, right? (laughs) Power playing special teams that let them, and power playing penalty kill that let them down so much, uh, the other day, kind of came through for them, they score power play goal, they kill a couple of penalties, everything's looking good, you know, the captain, almost basically a hat trick Uh, the one goal gets credited to scott lawton but comes up big with the game winner Uh, i'm elated about this one i was after four minutes i was completely dejected i was like oh no i have to do post game and go in there after i gave them a pass on the last game i have to go in there and be like Nope. maybe there is something too they're not that good But they come back, everything's hunky-dory. How can you not be happy about this one? I just tweeted, grab yourself a beer. We're not going to just have a beer. We're going to have my all-time favorite beer for this one. Crack a Guinness. Pour half of it and get to the other half later. Because the Philadelphia Flyers just came back from a 3-0 deficit to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. How can't you be happy? And they do it in regulation. Pittsburgh doesn't even get a point out of it. Uh, there was plenty to uh, complain about in the first couple of minutes. The Flyers steadied the ship, and things went swimmingly after that. Uh, that first period goal, that Couturier goal, was so freaking important. Just to have it within that two goal, that two goal range heading into the next two periods made a world of difference. I, I, I sincerely believe, like if you just are able to get that one and stem the tide a little bit, it changes the whole momentum of, uh, of the game and everything, and, uh, we saw it transpire, it wasn't, uh, it took the full time, you know, it took the full regulation to make the comeback, but, uh, it was, it was a hell of a game, I'm really excited about it, I hope you all are too, let's finish pouring this beer, and then let's get to the comments, because this isn't an analysis game, this is a celebration game, let's talk about it. First comment: The captain's a beast. Yeah, I mean we were just talking in here last game about, uh you know, the points are good. We know he's playing well, but it would be nice if he could score some goals. You know, it's a it's a team issue getting the puck on net, overpassing a little. Claude Giroux is a pass-first guy. You want him to kind of take control every now and then, though, and put some pucks in the net. Well, he gets two tonight, including the game winner plus an assist, which we all thought was his goal to begin with. Uh, man. Can't say enough about number 28. One of my buddies pointed this out to me. It's something, you know, we've all probably noticed along the way, but uh, he texted me and just said, how cool is it that Jeru's the palms of his gloves are orange? Like, dude is just a flyer. I, I just, I say this all the time. Like when the Phillies won the World Series, the person I was happiest for was me. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the person I was happiest for was me. When this team finally lifts a goddamn cup, I am going to be happiest for Claude Giroux. Second will be me, but Claude Giroux will be number one. Uh, man, I just I just respect the shit out of that dude. Let's get some more comments. Hey, Bill, did that happen? It did. You watched it. Man, after, I mean, a couple of minutes into this thing, I'm like, should I just tweet out no postgame tonight? And granted, like, I toy with the idea of skipping postgame game. Every night, because I'm incredibly lazy, uh, but they fall down 3 nothing in the first four minutes, and it's like, I don't even want to face the music of having given them the pass I gave them last game, and then having to come back and be like, "Yeah, all the people I made fun of for being overly negative, you were actually alright, and uh, I'm the imbecile. But they came back proving once and for all, I am a genius, you're all welcome. Peanut butter and jam. I'll take that reference every day, just like they drew it up. Oh, exactly what I said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I stole that from you and saw it right when I right when I said it. Captain shows up big at center. Yeah, it was it, interesting line, right? Uh, N-A-K, NAK has that um, that one early on. I think it was in the maybe it was in the first period where he has a, a direct path to the net, puck on his stick, and goes backhand behind his back, pass into traffic, and it was just like, bud, what, <laughs> like, it was of all the overpassing plays that they've made this year, and there's six a game, it was one of the most ridiculous and egregious ones that the, that they've, they've attempted so far, but makes up for it with that backhand to set up Giroux for the winner, um, very interesting line, uh, Nolan Patrick, still, uh, yeah, they're shuffling things around him. Interesting, interesting. Cool lid. This is a, uh, I wore this last postgame, actually. It is a hat club, Phillies hat. It's got the old P. I You know how bad I am at the mirror imaging. Uh, 52, all-star patch on it. Pink underbrim. Pretty sweet, pretty happy about this one. You're going to be seeing it a lot on this postgame. I've been wanting to see G at center, put two youngins with him. Yeah, I'm not crazy of with the idea of Giroux at center long-term, but when you're in a situation like tonight, someone has to get moved to center that you've been playing at wing, um, you know the matchup is going to be there against one of the two top guys um, in Crosby and Malkin. You want Couturier to take one. You're going to want to put Giroux on the other, It's even if he's... Even if he's not playing wing on one of the top lines, he's out there with uh, Lindblom and NAK. You want him to take one of those matchups, and it's a it's a good two-way line. I think there could be something to it. I'm not crazy about Giroux at center long-term just because I think I know what he's got left in the tank, and it's he's just better suited at, at the wing. But on a we-need-to-throw-something-together basis, on a once-every-now-and-then basis... You can do a lot worse than Claude Giroux playing any position. Fuck, they want to put him in net. Like, I wouldn't be that crazy. <laughs> Butt trick, yeah. Uh, N.A.K. wins so many loose pucks, and he is a forechecking machine. Yeah, and it really, really brings into question the um, the decision to sit him the other night. However, I will, and it's it's questionable, sure. However, I will say, like I. I said at the time, it's tough to play like NAK plays every night, and he can be a little inconsistent. I won't say with the effort, but just in, like, the effort. Not because he's not trying, but because it's just really hard to play that way every night. And I think a night off every now and then, especially with this crazy condensed schedule, uh, could benefit him. It just gives him a chance to reset, gives him a chance to just take a breath and then come out pissed off he had to sit and uh, do what he did tonight, which was look like he really belongs out there, which he did. The D showed up tonight after the timeout. Yeah, I mean, they only give up 29 shots. It was 21 through two periods, so they even kind of clamped down the third a little bit. When uh, I was so thinking in the third, like coming into it. I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. The Flyers are going to come back and win, or the Penguins are going to bust this thing open. And... Luckily, they were able to uh, they were able to clamp it down. Brian Elliott never lost his composure. That's the benefit of having the veteran goaltender. Uh, gives up three in the first four minutes and just hangs tight in there. Realizes it ain't all on him. Realizes they're gonna they're gonna tighten it up in front of him. He he just has to play his game. That's all he can do. He does it. He gets the W. Finally, we don't roll over and die after 3-0. Props to Elaine Vigneault. Yes, and. I mean, if you don't call a timeout there, you're just you might as well concede your timeouts. I mean, you're down three nothing in four minutes, like you have to call the timeout. And he did, and they got it under control, and they came back and won, and it was huge. Uh, I, I loved, uh, I loved the comment on the broadcast. Flyers have, uh, Flyers have some good luck using the uh, using the timeout. After a 3-0 deficit, which they certainly do. Um, Yeah, but it shows really good team character to not just let this spiral out of control. The slow start, obviously something that needs to be addressed. I don't think we can just gloss over it because, shit, they did allow three goals in the first four minutes. And that is not, like, that's not a recipe for success. Like, that is not part of the uh, improving process that we've been talking about with the Flyers lately. But, I mean, damn, they played pretty well. <laughs> they played pretty damn well for the next, what, 56 minutes? So, you take the good with the bad, I guess. I say that at least ev- once every show. Uh, you take the good with the bad. Because I'm always thinking, you take them both and there you have the, the facts of life. I think I just made my wife laugh with that one. <laughs> she said I did. How wonderful. Uh, I took the Flyers' money line when they were down 3 nothing. Congratulations! I had uh I, had Drew, I thought, to score, but turns out I had him to score the first goal. Uh, clicked the wrong thing. Don't know what I was thinking. I never bet first goals. But eh, didn't get to celebrate that one. Did, however, get to celebrate the big W. Exactly why big early leads are dangerous. You sit back on them. I mean, I'd rather have an early lead than not. But yes, if you kind of take your foot off the gas, uh, if you allow the other team to adjust, if you don't keep pushing, at least for the first half of the game, it can absolutely backfire on you, and you're in this sort of situation, that said I'd much rather be up 3 nothing than not like, at any point in the game 30 seconds into the game, like I'd rather that played with more edge tonight, after going down 3 nothing, you could see they just wanted it more <clears throat> that's, a, that's a great observation, um we talked that they need to be more aggressive they need to be more physical, um Hits were forty two thirty eight tonight. That is, those are big numbers, and they they mentioned on the broadcast like the every hit gets counted in Pittsburgh. Like they are very liberal with the uh, with the counting of hits. But I do think it's important that both teams recognized what this game was after the last game. Uh, the last one was not your typical physical Flyers Penguins game. And I think it's huge that the Flyers were able to answer. There were some casualties in this one. Phil Myers gets hurt. Mark Friedman gets hurt. I don't know what the issue is with Mark Friedman. But he and his former teammates do not seem to like each other. Uh, like, Friedman sends himself... Fly- Patrick absolutely deserved the penalty. It was absolutely a dirty boarding play. Um, not Not saying any of that isn't true. But Mark Friedman launched himself and then bounced off of the wall as if he got thrown into the turnbuckles by the ultimate warrior. He looked like Shawn Michaels selling at SummerSlam for Hulk Hogan. Like, that shit was unbelievable. And then, of course, he, you know... Nolan Patrick gets him legally uh, when when Friedman tried to initiate the contact, and that's what knocks Friedman out of the game. Phil Myers comes out of the game. It was uh, this... This was a rough one, but it made the game a whole lot more enjoyable. Giroux is king. You'll get no argument from me. I didn't expect them to win, but we all knew it wasn't over. Still, I'm stunned. Yeah, and that's... When you're down that much early to one of the previous comments' points, you do have the whole game to come back. And this took what they... They took the lead with two minutes left or whatever it was. Like, I... You do have an amount of time to make up for that, uh, for that terrible start. Now, it, it really prefer they not make a habit out of this, but yeah, I didn't think it was over when it happened. I was preparing myself to have to, you know, do the post game from the state of mind that they got blown the fuck out, but after they called the timeout, it seemed possible that they could claw their way back into this thing. And the Couturier goal, I'll say again, like, such a uh, such a swing of momentum. It just Okay, we're only down two. Like three nothing and three one feel like two different worlds. And you know, they were able to just keep fighting, come out with it. TK had a sneaky good game, made a lot of good breakouts, even uh even though he's snake bitten on the finish, he's trending up. Oh yeah, he's definitely trending up. It would be hard to be trending down from where he was. But what do you have? Two posts, get ro- gets robbed on the doorstep, a bunch of um a bunch of scoring chances and yeah I did notice I thought he was a a little tighter on the breakouts um corralling pucks making sure they weren't just uh taken off of him making sure they got over the blue line I did notice that as well Outside the first 5 minutes I think they controlled the game for the most part yeah 100% I believe that as well shows up in the shot count I mean when you're down 3 nothing you're going to probably outshoot the other team from that point because that's how score effects work. But 35-29, shots on goal. Both teams only had two power plays. Flyers cash in on one. Penguins don't. It was... Uh, they won the game. The Penguins didn't lose it. The Flyers just kind of fought back and won. There are times when a team plays like this and it's like, oh, look what they did here, here. No, I, I really just think... The Flyers, yeah, I, I hate wanted it more because, like, what does that mean? Like, the, the, no, it, it usually means nothing, but I just think they were able to, they were just able to start over. They're like, you know, when they called the timeout, they said, fuck it, the game starts now. And they took over from that point and it worked out for them. Once we learn how not to have uh, 60-second defensive meltdowns every game, no one else stands a chance. Yeah, like, their record this season, if they just didn't have those little blips, those small lapses, like they have to start this game, they had in the second period against the Bruins in the outdoor game, um, a couple of times to start periods and the finish period, like their record is really good. Uh it's I think I saw it's the most points they have through 20 games since the lockout, like the 05 lockout. So, um hell of a start for them, but to think if they could just tighten up and not have these monumental collapses that are they're they're short, you know, it's it's 1 minute, it's 3 minutes, but it costs them entire games. <laughs> like it, it, they would They'd have, like, one loss this year. Three takeaways. One, Flyers passing, particularly through center ice, is drastically improved. Two, Flyers turning the puck over less in their zone. Three, Flyers forechecking is improved in their possession, and the O-zone looks crisp. Yeah, I think um, a lot of those, all of those things, can kind of be chalked up to them having mostly a full lineup back. Of course, they get the full lineup back, and boom, Joel Faraby out onto the COVID protocol list, of course, because that's the kind of season this is. That's why I brought up on the show and I've said on this post game several times we might not have extended stretches with a healthy lineup this year. It's already a contact sport uh, where guys just get hurt all the time. It happens. Now we're in, you know, still in a pandemic. There are, you know, COVID protocols that must be followed. And if they are you know, if it's in question, guys can't play whether it's just a contra- contact tracing issue or they actually uh, or they actually test positive we don't know until after the fact but guys, and it's a contact sport so regular injuries ha- It's it's all of this there, it might just not be a full lineup all year and that's kind of why I like the idea of some nights just giving a guy off and trying someone else so that that someone else is ready to go when you need them because you're going to you're going to need everybody. You're going to need, like, 16 forwards and 8 defensemen through this season. It's going to happen. Hey, Bill, do we win the rubber game? And I hope Myers is okay. I sure think they can. I've said all along I believe the Flyers are a much better team than the Penguins. Now, through these two games, they have gotten crushed and also fallen down 3 nothing. So, it's, it's not like the Penguins are just rolling over or they're absolutely terrible. Uh, but... I, I don't see why they wouldn't. They should have the momentum. They should have the confidence going into the next game. That said, the Penguins are a veteran group. We know who their best players are. We know who their coach is. They're capable of bouncing back. Got to do a car bomb, Bill. I think it's, you know, maybe. Maybe later. Love watching Patty stand up for himself. I'm just glad every now and then Nolan Patrick, it's not like he's a gigantic bruiser. But in today's NHL, he's a big guy. You know, I'm glad he remembers that every now and then. Like Mark Friedman taking a run at you, you are much bigger than him. Hit back. It's a shame Mark Friedman got hurt, but it's just a hockey play. He, he tried to hit him, answered with pressure back. Friedman went down. I would love for Nolan Patrick to become that physically a player because I think it would really benefit him. He is a big dude. Flyers finally played a 60-minute game. Well, 56 minutes, only Tech getting slapped in the first four minutes to figure shit out. You know, like I say, nobody dominates for 60 minutes, but uh, after them first four, they looked pretty good. Unfortunately, they surrendered all those goals in those first four minutes. You want to try to avoid that. I'm no X's and O's genius, but if I was coaching this team, I'd probably tell them, don't allow three goals before the goddamn M- anthem ends. You know, just just a thought. You always have a chance if Jerry's in net. Yeah, that's, I, I talk so much shit on Tristan Jerry, especially on uh, the show I produce, You Better You Bet, Monday through Friday, 4 to 8 on the Radio.com app. Like, every game, uh, Tristan, when I'm picking a, you know, making NHL picks on the show, uh, and Tristan Jerry's in net, I'm like, well, betting against them and taking the other team's team total over because Tristan Jerry's absolutely terrible. So I really thought that this was, these two games were going to, like, be payback. Karmic payback, uh, for all the shit I talk on him, but luckily, he came through for us as we thought he always was capable. Pretty crazy, fans on Twitter seem to forget a hockey game is more than four minutes long. Listen, Twitter is instant reaction, like, that's what it is. It's not good to fall down three, like, that doesn't happen often. It's not a thing that you see regularly, so when you see it happen, it's going to elicit a response. Everybody's well within their rights to go, "Yo, what the fuck are they doing out there?" Uh, when when the score is three nothing and like your popcorn ain't finished popping yet, you know. So uh, I'm not gonna get on people for that. I will say it's a long season. The people who are overly negative, like, man, what are, what are your lives like? I, I just, how do you function day to day if you're this negative about dudes on frozen water slapping a rubber disc around like Jesus did some of the guys just hate Mark Friedman like holy hell I texted Charlie O'Connor that I said yo dude did, did Mark Friedman never get a chance cause everyone just hated him and he's like, no, no, that's not it. And I was like, okay, I'll choose to believe that because I think we're friends. I don't think you'd lie to me. Uh, but it sure seems like there's some sort of issue between he and uh, not just like the coaching staff or the organization for not giving him a chance, but like between him and his former teammates. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's It doesn't seem like they're pals out there. Wouldn't be shocked if Myers aggravated the rib injury. I I hate to speculate about injuries. I have no idea. Moose had a hell of a game to come up uh to give up 3 in the first couple minutes in the first frame and come back and freeze the mountains is insane. Yeah, there was one huge one cuz it's a it's a play you see the penguins run all the time. Uh Crosby behind the net to Gensel off to the side um like on the right wing side of the slot and short side shot. Elliott comes up with a save. It's a That's a goal for the Penguins so often. Uh, to come up with that one, absolutely huge. He was very good tonight. Um, numbers won't show how good he was because the Flyers did kind of clamp down the shot attempts later on. I, it was still pretty decent number. What was it? 29 shots. So what was his save percentage tonight? 897. Not like the absolute worst, but sub 900 is never good. Uh, yeah, but I thought... All things considered, Brian Elliott played a hell of a game tonight. CZW shirt gets me going, yeah, man. CZ Dub getting serious, stadium series vibes from this one. You know, I kind of did too. Uh, the captain coming through against the Penguins—not a must-win game, but one you just really freaking want after the last one. Uh, I, I kind of got that feeling too, and I think uh, I think this could be the reverse, like kind of a hit the ground running situation for this team they kind of refine their footing and get back to uh get back to their winning ways but doing it in a uh a more aesthetically pleasing manner than how they were winning earlier in the season when they're just getting out shot out chanced and just shooting at like 33 percent and winning that way i think they're gonna kind of have get back to that stronger process here because this is really something to build on both from a you know, the mystical, momentum, confidence standpoint, and from a tactical standpoint. Like, they played well tonight after, you know, they forgot what time the game started. After that, they just played pretty well. Patrick playing with some snarl. I like it. Me too. Uh, When we saw earlier in his career, he he was often a target, and we know, you know, guys ain't gonna take it easy on you out there. If they think you're a little tentative... They're going to hit you even harder, and he needs to fight back a little. I, I'm, that's It's a positive step for Nolan Patrick. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Just go to com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends four three twenty twenty-three. Void wherever Hip. Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of fifty-two coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at free lay snack at com. Need Eckholm to be a flyer at ASAP. Yeah, I mean it'll be nice if they get Eckholm or any top four defensemen. Uh the thing about the these trades is nobody's in a hurry to sell. And y- y- you don't. As much as you don't want to get in a bidding war, you also don't want to bid against yourself. And there is the ever-present issue of cap space. Very good players make, you know, large sums of money. You need to kind of wait to bank the cap space every day, especially if you don't want to part with too much on your current roster. I personally do not want to part with too much on the current roster because... The team's pretty damn good. Now, I want to upgrade, and I'm attached to basically no prospects. Draft picks are non-existent to me. We can trade all of them for all I care at this point. But as much as I want someone as soon as possible, I understand why um, we need to be a little patient. Now, if they go out and get Matthias Eckholm, you know, before I'm done this show, like, shit, I, I will be very happy. You will see me cheer but I get why it's gonna take some time uh, to make something like that happen. G and Coots are embodying flyers hockey out there. both players playing physically in two ways. G's play in front of the net and uh, near it is so slippery and good, but also strong for a smaller guy. Oh, he's always been uh, G is a tryhard. If G was my teammate in practice, I'd be like, dude, calm the fuck down. Like that's the uh, one thing I know about Giroux is I don't have to worry about his effort. You can call into question a lot of things over the years with Drew if you really wanted to, Um, but I know he's working his ass off out there. It's just, he is. I don't think he's smart enough to take, like, a shift off, honestly. (laughs) He's, he's, it's why he's the captain. Um, He's not the most vocal guy. He's not your typical, you know, grab-you-by-the-shirt-collar- and-scream-in-your-face kind of leader, but he takes leading by example very seriously and did it tonight, won them the game. Like his leading by example, won them a game that they should not have won. When you fall down three nothing in the first four minutes, you're supposed to lose. And what he did tonight won them the game. A lot of contributors, like Brian Elliott stepping up, huge. Like you said, Couturier is a huge part of this thing as well. Let's give the consideration to the captain for what he does too. Finally outshooting the opposition. Are they starting to come back into the form they had last year before the shutdown? I think so. I thought that they were starting to get there, um, right before the COVID break. I thought they were starting to get there in that Washington game where they dropped a seven spot on Washington. It was a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, I think whatever it was. Uh, and then, you know, they had to take two freaking weeks off. Uh, even the Boston games with like half a roster, I thought like that first period in the outdoor game, I thought they played well. There were some of the Boston games before that, that I kind of thought they were playing some good hockey. It was just Boston is a very good team. But I think they're starting to build up to what they were when they were really good last year. Yeah, I think they're starting to get there. We're starting to see signs of it. Um, players are starting to click together. We're starting to see things like Nicholas Albae, Q Bell contributing. The depth is a huge part of this thing. Um You know, obviously JVR having a huge year. Couturier is back and healthy. He's on, what, a seven or eight game point streak now. I just think the depth and the uh, chemistry are starting to come together. So we have both of those things propelling them to take that next step finally. It took long enough. This thing was ugly for a little while. Luckily, they were winning. I think they're starting to get there again. (laughs) The texts from my dad went through all five stages of grief until he went to bed. Can't wait to text him in the morning to let him know they won. Wake his ass up now. Do it. They just came back against the Penguins. I don't care if it's a regular season game on a Thursday in, what month is it? March. (laughs) Wake him up now. The lines were so screwed up, but it worked. Yeah, I mean, you lose a defenseman, you lose Faraby before the game. Things are going to get screwed up, but... Champions adjust, and they adjusted well tonight. Weirdly, I thought G gels with N A K, Complimentary. I thought the same thing. Um, you know, N A K is going to get in on the forecheck and be physical. You only have to do so much to, del- to gel with Claude Giroux. We saw Michael Raffle score twenty one goals. You know, on the on the left wing of Giroux and Voracek. Granted, like. It's two of the best setup guys in the league in their prime at the time. Yeah, he a good player would have scored a lot more, but I'm just saying a guy like a Michael Roffel paired with a Claude Giroux and now NAK in that role, It's uh, you see, if you go and do the right thing, if you get into the forecheck, loosen up the pucks, and then get to the net, like you're going to probably have some success with Claude Giroux. Even Oscar Lindblom on uh, the first Giroux goal. In the right spot in front of the net, makes the move. Um, you know, doesn't score, but then Drew's able to come around because Lindblom created the chance in front. Uh, and Drew's able to grab the rebound and score. So I think, like, is it the most potent line, especially with Lindblom not playing? You know, up to his uh, up to the standards we saw him play last year. No, it's not. But Jesus, look at what they did tonight. Um, I think there's there there might be something to this line, at least. In the short term, like I said, I don't love Giroux at center for, like, the rest of the year. But, uh, it might be worth exploring for however long Farabee's out. Giroux said the NAK overpass was his fault. He was yelling for the puck. Oh, my God. Why? He had a path to the net. Uh, you know, I'm I'm only going to get so mad about it because they did team up for the winning goal. So it ultimate, it'll ultimately worked out. But that was ridiculous. I'm guessing Patrick and Friedman didn't get along. It sure shit didn't look like it, right? Moose uh, glove save point blank on Malkin in the third was huge. It really was. He made some very big saves. Uh, Like, the shot numbers weren't huge throughout the game, but a lot of of high-danger scoring chances that could have gone another way. But got to give it to Brian Elliott. He is having one hell of a season. It's huge that they got both points and in regulation. Yeah, that was. Um, I, I'm not. I don't care so much about denying Pittsburgh the loser point uh, because, like, every game's in the division this year. It, I just want the Flyers to stack as many points as possible. Let the chips fall where they are at the end of the season. As long as they're not the four seed, I'll be happy. Um, but yeah, that was. It was nice to kind of. Give it to them back a little. Win it in regulation. They had a three nothing lead, and they don't get a point. Um, it's. I think it's more of a mental thing than even important in the standings. Like now, the Flyers kind of have this on them. They've beaten them three out of four times. They've beaten them in different circumstances, at home, on the road. I just think it's. Uh, I think it's a good one. I think this is this win is going to propel them. Uh, For the next couple And man, they're gonna need all the All the momentum, all the help they can get Because they have so many goddamn games to play I just look at this schedule And think, I'm exhausted How are they gonna do it? Now, they're, you know, highly trained professional athletes And I'm sitting in a basement Drinking a beer, but Still, it looks arduous Manifesting G being Bobby Lashley (laughs) Yeah, the new champ, baby Patrick is a big man. Good to see him use that. Friedman fucked around and found out. He did. <laughs> you know, you don't want to see the guy get hurt. Uh, but it, it is just nice to see Patrick using his physicality. It is a skill. It's, it's an attribute of his that he could take better advantage of. Um, he's not small. I actually agree with the comment, G looked invigorated at center. I agree he's more of a winger at this stage, but, man, Drew showed why he made his living in the middle. Oh, and, I'm, like, man, he, he's still a probably, on any given night, better than 90 95% of the centers in the league. He's still pretty fucking good. It's just, like, how do you get the most out of him through a full season? And I do think, uh, yeah, I think he looked reinvigorated at center tonight, uh, it's not like he hasn't been playing well either. He's been pretty damn good this season. The pucks just haven't been going in for him. He's been doing a lot of other things really well. I will say, I do think he took it, whether he played center or wing tonight, he realized they got their asses beat uh, in, in the previous game. And, you know, he's the captain. He kind of is supposed to take it upon himself to go, we can't let that happen again. And after they fall down 3 nothing, it's like, well, shit. This is really on me. So, I uh, I think all those things kind of uh all those things kind of combine to create the game he had tonight. Would love to see Hayes or TK with a breakout game Saturday. TK really needs it. I think Hazel, I mean Hayes by every number whether you're just going counting stats, goals, points per game, um or you look at the underlying stuff as good or better as last season what is really missing to me with Kevin Hayes is the puck control and his ability to, like, single-handedly kill 35 seconds of a penalty kill, you know? He was just so much more, to me, noticeable last year. Um, He's producing this season, he really is, but, uh, and it goes handed, like, the penalty kill has been bad. Now, they were two for two tonight so that's good but he was such a big part of what the penalty kill was last year i would like to see him get back to that and then once you're back to that you can get back to being dangerous on the penalty kill score some shorthanded goals and then man this offense this offense will be unstoppable if they uh if they're able to you know produce in all three phases even strength power play penalty kill Power play, scored a goal tonight. That's good. They needed to. A year ago, would you expect JVR in the ice protecting a lead with under a minute to play? No, I would not. Uh, but it's even I, an ardent JVR defender, has to throw out his prior opinion of James Van Reemsdyke and just judge him on what he's doing this year because shit, he looks good. It's 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 weird. Bill, greetings from San Diego. First time I get to catch you live as opposed to Spotify. Well, welcome, San Diego. A whale's vagina. Do we lean on Elliot Moore going forward, play them more as a tandem? I mean, I think it's just going to have to be a tandem, tandem tandem-ish at least, um, because of how many games they're playing. Going back to this past Saturday, it's 40 games in 71 days. Uh, That's like... More than a game every other day. So, like, I think just because of the schedule they're going to have to lean on, Elliot. Um, That said, I think Hart is better than his numbers this year. And against, you know, against not Boston, his numbers are pretty good. Um, You're going to have to beat Boston at some point. I know you can't just take games randomly out. But I'm just saying, like... The whole team has failed against Boston this year. Now he's been a part of it. Like the outdoor game, he let them down. It was on him as much as anybody. Uh, but I think he's been a little better than his numbers. That said, I as much as I don't want to overplay Brian Elliott because he's like 36 years old and we know what happens when you overplay him, he's having a hell of a year, man. Maybe it is just that year for him. Outshoot their opponents in the last four games. Trend, I think they're just getting back to what they were last season. That sort of team, a team that does control the pace of play and control the puck. Uh, It took them a while to get back there, but I think they're finally working up to it. (laughs) <laughs> I had Giroud to score a hat trick. It was plus eight thousand, and he was so close it hurt. Oh man, that and that Lawton one uh, like gets changed. Oof, that's a rough one, boys. I'll scroll down, and get a few more here. One of the quietest Crosby games ver- versus the Flyers you will ever see. Yeah, a lot of a lot of almost plays, but um, I thought the same thing watching it, like. Man, I know he's still really good, but he did not look like the Sidney Crosby that has absolutely tortured us uh, throughout his career tonight. And you know, he just—he only missed a couple of games and everything, but he just came back off the list and all that. So, I don't think we're seeing the beginning of the end of Sidney Crosby. But it was—it was weird that he wasn't more of a factor. God damn it. I predict a fight on saturday man one fight a- predicting one fight uh, it's just it's funny to think like that's where we are just in hockey but especially with this rivalry like remember those games that would just be shit shows not even like the big brawl games but just every now and then they they'd play each other and it would just be like yeah there's four fights today just because does Hart start Saturday or save him for Sunday against Washington? I would probably go every other as much as possible here. Um, it's just, it's so many freaking games in such a small amount of time. It's ungoddamn believable. John Moxley is definitely a Flyers fan. He very well could be. He does have love for Philly. Let's get a few more here. No, oh, it seems like some idiots in the comments. That's a shame. Friedman was like our 10th defender and our 19th forward. he's irrelevant. He was like, what's-his-face, uh, the dude that talked all that mess about the birds when he ended up in Dallas. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember that dude's... Yeah, I mean, Friedman might be a good, a good enough player, and maybe he'd be an upgrade on our third pair, but, like, a noticeable one, probably not. He's whatever. Um... Good for him getting a shot. You know, I always thought he deserved a shot. Just didn't get it here for whatever reason. Shit happens, you know. Shot numbers up again. Can't win if we don't shoot the puck. Glad to see the D taking chances. Yeah, I'm always fine with, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to pinch on every play, just go for every loose puck, take every chance out there, but I'm all for being aggressive. I think you have to try to create offense. To me, the goal of a shift shouldn't be not giving up a goal. It should be scoring a goal. Um, You don't want to give up goals, but I hate the idea of uh, defense first. Like, No, defense and offense equal. We need both. Good. Bill, can you go off on him because why be here to troll Do you know how much I think about the Rangers? I don't. (laughs) Why would I talk to some idiot in the comments? I'm getting paid to be here. He's here for free to talk about the fucking last place Rangers. (laughs) Like, if the Islanders pull away with the four spot and the Pens uh, clearly fall out, do they let Hextall start a rebuild or absolutely not while Crosby is still there? Now, that's a great question. Huh. I I don't see how you... As long as Crosby's there, it's not a rebuild. But I can see something like what Hextall was doing here, where he's not tearing it down, but he's just kind of leaving it up to his top guys and going, we're not trading first-round picks, you know, for Band-Aids. Like, I can see that, where they're not... They're not, you know, tanking, but they're not actively in go-for-it mode. Um like, I don't, they'll never move on from Crosby, I just don't see that, like, he's, it's, he means more than what you could get back for him, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a franchise sort of thing, he's, he's a franchise player in every sort of the word, he captains you to three cups, I just think you kind of let those guys have their way at the end, but same time, you can't, just keep going for it and kicking the can down the road if you're the Penguins. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch how how Hextall handles this whole situation. Uh, hopefully he fails. You know, that'd be cool. I love Ron Hextall. Thank you for Joel Farabee. Thank you for Carter Hart. Uh, but I hope you fail because fuck the Penguins. Couturier with the longest streak of his career. Yeah, he's just been on freaking fire since. If it, what really sucks about Couturier is. The time he missed at the beginning of the season, how awesome of a year he might be having, like numbers wise, recognition wise. Probably not a Hart Trophy candidate because, fuck, man, like, look at the numbers McDavid's putting up. Look at what Toronto's doing with Austin Matthews. He's not in that group, but just in terms of locking down a num- another Selkie, being considered, you know, a top five center in hockey. He, he'd be just, he's having a phenomenal season, if he hadn't missed that time, like, think about the year he could be having, G really earned ham and cheese tonight, don't you, <laughs> G's all about the grilled cheese, ham and cheese is Robert Haig. that's his name now, <laughs> G earned a grilled cheese and some pepperoni, hey, gotta get them pepperoni dicks, I love that Coots broke his stick after the third goal, showed the heart of the team. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know about that. I think he was just frustrated as shit because he's, like, one of the best defensive players in the league. And, like, the team was down 3 nothing. But I do like to see the emotion every now and then. Just to, it makes me, it makes me happy to see a dude care, like, feel what I'm feeling. You know, I I don't I know it's your job, I know you're getting paid a large sum of money and it's one game and in a long season and a longer career. But I just like to know every now and then that you fucking care as much as I do. With all the injuries in Nashville, could we see an Ekholm trade sooner rather than later? Preds may start selling early if they know it's a lost season, and we need D-help now. Yeah, I I saw that. They had guys on the COVID list. They had dudes uh, out of the lineup the other night. And I thought maybe, like, not right away, but if things just really start spiraling for them, maybe they do start selling earlier. But deadlines force action, and you get the best price at the deadline. Like, I just don't think anyone's in a hurry to sell when teams teams don't know... I mean, teams know what they're looking for, but they don't know what their exact roster situation is going to be for the second half of the season. They don't necessarily know all the financial implications of everything until they're a little closer to the trade deadline, so... I thought about like hey if this you know with all their injuries and just kind of their bad season if things just start spiraling out of control for them maybe they will just like hand us back home you know tomorrow but uh i i still think the uh the idea of a bidding war as we get closer to the to the trade deadline is something if I was a gm of a team selling that's what I would wait for Statistically, they have to hit hit the empty netter soon, right? God damn! Like, I, I did love JVR going for it um, at the end there, even though it was icing. I thought that was great. Go for the empty net, especially we have Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier. Like, we're gonna win the faceoff. Go for the freaking empty net. Get the win. Um, uh, you know, we didn't have uh, C- Coots wasn't on the ice when uh, when Hayes. Just kind of tapped it into the zone. I like that. thought that was a smart play. But when you got when you got the net in front of you like JVR did, go for it. Go for it. Um, yeah, they, they got to get one of these soon. Like, good teams win, great teams cover. They got to get one of these goal and a halfs eventually, right? If the 2012 versions of these teams played three games in a week, they'd have been so fun yeah if the 2012 versions of these teams played three games in a week the fucking police would be at wells farco center like oh the it would be it would be avalanche red wing shit like some real some real slap shot charlestown Chiefs, syracuse bulldogs stuff going on many philly oh okay yeah another nova scotia damn man what's up nova scotia what was going through your head after that game-winning goal? I'm so happy to see Giroux have this game. He deserved it. What was going through my head was I get to go do post-game in a good mood instead of a shit mood. <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking. Like, yes. And also, like, thank you. I get to, I get to praise Claude Giroux for his hard work in this one. Anyone else see Haig try to block a shot without a helmet? Just threw his hand in front of his face and kept skating. Beast. I did love that move. Like... You you lose your helmet, you have to leave the ice. That's the rule. Um, he kind of like, he made sure to make it look as if he was leaving the ice, but he definitely um, at least tried to impede a little bit. He, he threw his glove over his face, and he didn't try to just give away the uh, give away the shooting lane. Even though like he had to get off the ice, or it was a penalty. So I did appreciate that one. All right, guys, we are going to wrap it up there. I think uh, I think that was a good night. Oh, yeah, we're almost at, like, 53 minutes. Good shit. All right, so thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. Super easy, super good. You'll never need any other Flyers content in your life because you have all the Broad Street Hockey you could handle. That... And, you know, to thank us. Venmo me? No, you don't have to do that. Send me beer? No, you don't have to do that. Just write a five-star review. It's real easy. You're listening to the podcast, so your podcast player's open. Write a review. It really helps us out. Uh, And honestly, I'm an egomaniac and need the validation, so it helps me mentally. Uh, Yeah, that's it. That's all the time I have for you tonight. Until next game, have a great week, everybody.